I'm really excited to get back into the Love and Marriage series. Uh, I can start talking about something I know a little bit more about, because talking about moms for me is really awkward, because I'm not one. Never will be one. Uh, But love and marriage, we're back to that today. If you have your Bibles with you, uh, either electronically or those things that have paper in them called the Bible, uh, you can open that to Ephesians 5. We'll be talking about everybody's favorite topic today, submission. (laughs) Really? No? Okay. Um, Now, now don't shut me out because of, of, we're going to talk about submission. Everyone kind of, like, you hear that word, and everyone has the different connotations to it. And you're like, well, I don't want it. Um, it's probably usually the first one. Me, being who I am, I automatically go to my WWF days of watching that, and I think of somebody choking somebody else out in a submission hold. I was, I was, I was struggling with not having, like, a video montage of submission holds, but I thought... That might be a little too far, uh, so I'll just talk about it instead, because that's better, right? Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, but that's the, we all have these ideas of submission, uh, and, and that kind of clouds our head and kind of um, bounces between our ears for what that means. So today I kind of want to uh, maybe reclaim that or put it in a different perspective uh, for us. Um, submission is putting the will of someone else above yourself. That didn't mean that you had to decrease or you had to be any less of a person or you lost part of your identity. It means that you're putting the will of someone else above yourself. Or another way, submission is helping your spouse win. It's not how you are losing. Just because your spouse is winning doesn't mean that you actually lost. Okay? We, we, we need to think about that maybe in a little bit of a different way. It's not an either or. Um, if, if Kelly wins something... Um, and I've helped her in that, that means I'm generally winning in that as well. Especially if it's a board game and you ever played with Kelly. (laughs) Just a happy wife, happy life. Let her win. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pay for that one later. Um, up here, she can't throw anything at me. It's uh, witnesses. That's okay. Um, submission is helping your spouse win, uh, not how you are losing. Marriage is a, a very interesting thing. This whole submission idea is a very interesting idea. And so when our marriages are under attack or we're dealing with a, a frustrating time in our marriage, it's really uh, just awkward and hard because they don't go away and they're always there. Usually, unless they travel a lot. But you know, it's always this, this idea of, I have to deal with you. I, ha- I have to, there is no separation. I can't just go somewhere else. There, I have to, we have to work on this. We have to get past whatever issue it is. Maybe it's just the issue of everything. But how do we get past that? And sometimes our marriages lead to an incredibly lonely place. And something that is designed to be the opposite of loneliness becomes very lonely. And so today I want to really kind of, we're doing a two-week series. I don't like to do or a sub-series in this one. I couldn't fit all the practical goodies in only one day or we'd be here all day long. So I figured we're going to do two weeks. So if you want to find out what's else, the rest of the story, you have to come back next week. I might not even put it online. You have to be here next week. <laughs> How's that for a cliffhanger? Uh, so uh, we... Uh, we have to do that, but marriage from the beginning is designed to be God's solution 
for humanity's loneliness. In Genesis 2, 24, God sees that Adam is lonely. He's by himself. He needs a helpmate. And he's like, oh, this isn't good. Everything I've created is good. But his well-being is not good right now. He is lonely. And so woman is created. Marriage is instituted to be the cure for loneliness. And so in, at the base, if our marriage marriages are lonely places, if our relationships are lonely places, we need to fix that. Because the design, the whole point is to fix the loneliness thing. So we really want to delve into that uh, this week and next week and what that looks like and how we do, um, how we can make that better. It, a biblical marriage is one of submission. It's pretty clear in the, in the scriptures when it talks about marriage and how it's supposed to be set up. This idea of submission keeps on coming up, and it keeps on coming up, and it keeps on coming up. It's very uncomfortable because no one likes to submit to anyone else. It's just this, it almost chafes. But when we reframe it to submission is helping your spouse win, it's a little more palatable, I think. And so that's what we want to do today. Submission is not, though, it's not losing your integrity. It's not losing your backbone or yourself. Submission is also not an excuse to abuse or to be abused. I want to make that very clear because that gets muddy sometimes. It is not an excuse for abuse or being abused. We're going to have lots of notes today, so if you need to stretch your fingers out or anything like that, it's fine. Ephesians five twenty two to 33 says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. We can stop right there, right? No. <laughs> That's the first part of the series. No. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Before we go any farther, I want to talk about next week's uh, message just real quick. It is going to be talking about physical intimacy a little bit. The whole message is not all about physical intimacy, but there is a portion that has physical intimacy in it. So I would give it a PG, PG-13 rating. So if you are, um, have a child who you go, that eh, might be a little uncomfortable, make sure they're in the back uh, next week. Uh, but we're not going to get too crazy or anything like that. I just want to give out that warning. We'll send that out in our weekly, our weekly email blast as a, a warning as well. Uh, just don't want to make any awkwardness for you or, or anything like that. So if you, even if you invite friends or anything next week, just say, hey, we're going to talk about that. So we have got a great kids program. Okay. Um, and just, just want to throw that out there and send out the, the warning for everyone. Um, Going back to this submission idea, Ephesians 5 talks about uh, wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous thing. Because for me as a man, I think that and for when I was a teenage boy, I thought that was awesome. 
But as I matured and grew, and I started thinking about what it was to be a man, I thought, how, do, how can I be a man who's worthy of their wife submitting to me in everything? Because if that is the dilemma placed on us, if that is the, if the responsibility placed on our wives, shouldn't we be worthy of that submission? And then verse 25 and so on goes on to what that looks like for guys. Is the Women are just supposed to submit to the guys. The, the guys are supposed to act like Jesus. This is a rough uh, set of guidelines there for you. Right? Serve, serve your wife as Christ served the church, which he laid down his life for the church. So that's a lot of sacrificing. That's a lot of submission. And I love the end of verse 28. He who loves his wife loves himself. One of the truths of this submission idea and what it looks like is submission when done in tandem, when done together, when done as on both parties is best. Submission when done in tandem is done in best, is, is best, is best. Now, some of you are going, yeah, that's not going to happen. Right? Some of you are like, that's just, yeah, that's, that's not our marriage share. That's not where we're at. That's okay. That's, that's the ideal, but who really lives in the ideal, right? Submission when done in tandem is best, but submission done singularly is great. See, when submission is done in tandem, there's this constant idea of putting the other person first, and the dreams and the wants and the needs come together in a, a beautiful marriage Good things happen, needs are met, wants are realized, and dreams are lived out when these submission is in tandem and it's working harmoniously. Submission when done singularly is great. This is uh, one of the big proponents of all the, I know, Christian books that are helping marriages be restored is they're talking about this. Because the big question is, well, I can't even get my husband or my wife to read this or to do this? How in the world are they going to start this whole lifestyle? And it's, it's just this constant idea of how do I help my spouse win? Not becoming less or putting all their needs ahead of you. It's how do I help them win in this? There's a great book, little book. It's a 30-day challenge. It's called The Love Dare. You might have seen the movie a few years ago uh, called Fireproof. Uh, it, it really focuses in on, on this whole idea. Uh, I'd encourage you to watch Fireproof uh, with, with your spouse or whatnot. I don't often encourage um, different movie things, but Fireproof is a, it's just a, a little movie filmed in Georgia. Uh, there's a little church down there that comes up with all these, these Christian movies. Uh, but uh, Fireproof's, uh, Kirk Cameron stars in it. it. You can get it at Family Video or Netflix or whatever you want, but... Uh, what I enjoy even more than the video was this little book called The Love Dare. And this love dare is just this little thing. It's a challenge. Hey, do this for your spouse today. Do this for your spouse today. Do this thing for your spouse today. And it's really just this idea of how do you help your spouse win for this day, for this moment, for this time. It doesn't require anything of the other spouse. It's just this is your responsibility. I always thought it was funny when... Um, I used to, when that was really popular, I worked at Family Christian Bookstore, 
And there'd be people looking for this, this book and looking for this book and looking for this book. And they'd buy it and say, oh, I'm going to tell my husband to do this. <laughs> Good luck with that, lady. Uh, <laughs> right? So that's not the way it goes, right? That's, you don't give this as a gift to your spouse. You just do it. And you, don't, you keep it secret. Keep it safe. They don't need to see that you're doing this, especially in this room. Like, oh, well, Pastor Jared told me to do the love fair. Now, if you start noticing weird things around your house, be like, well, that was awful nice. Is there a little brown book around here somewhere? Uh, that's okay. Know that they're trying to just take your marriage to the next level. And then maybe, hint, hint, you can start doing the same. I just thought it was really interesting because that big problem of how do I even help my marriage by myself? And that kind of idea of you can start the submission, you can start this uh, trying to help have your spouse get wins even when you are in, um, almost feels like you're in that fight. Uh, alone. And that's one of the ways in which you can do that. The goal is always to want the best for the other person. If that happens, the fears of submission start to go away. This is a big ask. It's a big idea. It is scary. I understand that. But what is required for this work, what is required for this monumental task is Setting down of oneself, trusting each other, and communicating. Some of you might go, well, if those were strikes, I am out. But this is required. These are hard asks. Setting down of oneself, trusting each other, and communicating. And I would add communicating well at the end of that, because we can all communicate. But if we have to communicate well in our marriages, or that's not going to work. Um, Screaming is communicating. It's just a bad form of it. Um, Slamming a door, also communicating loud and clear. Not effective. Uh, Well, effective at some things. Um, All the promises my parents and Kelly's parents made to me um, and Kelly about marriage, they never said this word. They never said it was going to be easy. Never. They said it was going to be fun. They said it was going to be beautiful. They said that it was going to be a great adventure. Easy was not one of those words. And if you've been told that marriage was going to be easy or you expected it to be easy in any way, shape, or form, let me be the first to tell you here that that is not what's going to happen. In fact, because it's not easy, it makes it better. Because all the easy things in my life, I don't take seriously. The things I have to work hard for, those are the things that matter to me. How do we start to do this? Well, it's an acronym. I don't use acronyms very often, so Kelly was like, you're going to use what? An acronym. She's all excited because she's a list person and that just make, ticks all of her boxes. For me, it's meh. But I'm using an acronym. See, I'm submitting to my wife's style here. It's going to be your favorite, favorite message ever just because it has an acronym in it. And it's only half the acronym, so if you're a list person and you've got to have completion, you've got to come back on Memorial Day. It's, uh, it's like, I've got to know how, what words are you going to spell. Um, so B for blessing. B, B, a blessing. Any cheerleaders out there? We got one right now. Be a blessing to your spouse. 
The Greek word, I cannot say this, eulogia, E-U-L-O-G-I-A, is the word blessing. This Greek word. It basically means what it root means. It's two words. It's the word well and words. Well words. Smashed together. Real creative there, Greek people. But that's okay. That's what it means. That's what blessing is, to speak well words. What happens in our marriage is if we're blessing, if we're always speaking well words into each other. There's two ways to bless. You can bless publicly and you can bless privately. As I think about it, I think this blessing publicly is incredibly important. Because what if, what if the people around you, all they knew of your spouse was what you told them? What would their vision of your spouse be? What would they know of them? Would they only know the ways that she screws up? Would they only know how they burn every other meal? Or would they know all the good things? Would they be craving to meet this person? Because like, this woman is awesome. Or this guy is great. So much so I even want to meet his mother. It's a legitimate question. What would your friends think if they'd never met them? Blessing publicly. Blessing privately. It's important as well. The blessing cannot just be a public show. Because if it's not done in private, it's kind of just a false shell. It's makeup. You can bless by appreciating. You can verbally, out loud, say thank you. Did you know that's possible? To your wife? To your husband? You can say thank you. We have this thing in my house. It's a a, a generational passing on. I watch my father every night uh, when... My mother cooked dinner. First things out of his mouth, thank you for dinner, honey. This is wonderful. And we commence in the gorging of our mouths. Because mom could cook. (laughs) But that's how dad and I became the men that we are today. But every time, thank you. And then that got instilled in me. That's what you do. Whoever's the cook. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My son, he's... Two. He's just now learned the word thank you or whatever, whenever you do that. 18 months. Thank you. Thank you, mommy. Daddy cooked dinner. Thank you, daddy. <laughs> He's got a place. Whoever cooked dinner, it's got to be a thank you. That's important. Before we maybe have a couple bites in, oh, I got to thank. Like, that's even more important than the prayer beforehand is I got I to gotta thank. A sign, thanks. It's just a little guy. And it's, it's, it's been in there, been instilled, been, been going on. And, and now he does it all the time, and it's a wonderful thing to watch. It's a generational, it's like passing on of say, hey, 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 I know that this was not the highlight of your day, cooking this meal. But thank you. And from a little age, that's what we've kind of drilled into his head. I never told him he told his mom thank you for the food. He just watched it. And he just watched it. And so this blessing is, is, is interesting as well because it's not just for you and your marriage, but it's also for your kid's marriage. What are the blessings that you're pouring out? If you pour those blessings onto your wife, you are also teaching your kids how to bless their wives and men, especially your sons, how to bless their own mother. Blessed by, oh, I said that, blessed by appreciation, blessed by giving benefits. Showing kindness, 
meeting not just the needs, but the wants of your spouse's heart. This is very important, men. You don't have to do this only once. If you're anything like, I know several men, you know, I said I love you once. I don't have to do that anymore. I bought her a dishwasher for her birthday that met her needs. She's always complaining about it, or always wanting me to do the dishes. No, 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 no. Let me just, you guys giggle, but you know you've done it. Like the vacuum cleaner was bought and wrapped, and you went, oh, maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> Men, if your wife, I know a woman in this church who was begging for a certain vacuum cleaner, and she was like, no, it's okay. You will not get killed if you buy me this wonderful vacuum cleaner for our anniversary or birthday. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was Mother's Day. I have no idea. I'm, I'm not making this up. I do know how this person's in this church. <laughs> but but and she's like, no, you can buy that for me. Guys, do not fall in that trap. <laughs> nah. Buy her the vacuum cleaner. Buy, buy that. Buy the practical gift. But then you got to do something else, usually in a little package shaped like this. <laughs> right? You know you're safe. If you follow a big package with something practical, just follow it up with an impractical, a little package. You're totally fine. Okay? This is just your how to get out of jail free card. That's you. If you take nothing else from that message, take the little box out. Do it. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. That'll preach right there. <laughs> to be a blessing, you have to submit. Submitting is helping your spouse win. Bless by praying for. This is huge. This is uncomfortable. This is weird, but oh my goodness, it's powerful. Bless by praying for. Pray publicly where others can hear, specifically where your kids can hear you praying for your spouse. You want if there's a no single way of game-changing your marriage today, pray publicly for your spouse. You're like, I don't want to. I can see it right now. You're giving me the look like, mm, do it. Pray publicly for them. If they think you're weird, deal with it. But you're showing the most intimate part of you, the most intimate part of your heart, the most intimate part of your soul. And you're saying, God, I want you to share this. And this is, I really want the best for you in this prayer. Pray privately for them. Pray, 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 pray for them. For the struggles they're having, for the hurts that they have, for the victories that they're going through. Pray for them. Submitting is helping your spouse win. If that is true, and we want our spouses to win, they should be an object of prayer all the time. Secondly, you need to edify E. Edify. This means making your homes a place in which our dreams are nurtured and not attacked. Edifying means to increase their self-worth. Edifying means to increase their self-worth. You do this a couple of ways. Personal encouragement. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore, Encourage one another and build each other up. By the way, these all edification means that's, that's a commission that the Bible gives for everyone to do. These are the words that are supposed to be coming out of your mouths. Edification should be coming just spewing out. 
They're, they're, this is the words that, that God has asked us to, to communicate to each other all the time, not just in our marriage relationships. Personal encouragement. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. 1 Corinthians 8, 1 says, But knowledge puffs up, while love builds up. But knowledge puffs up, while love builds up. Speak life into each other. The world is hard enough in dealing with the issues that we have and dealing with the stuff we've got to go through and, and dealing with the bosses and the, the bumps and bruises of life is hard enough. Our marriages have to be a place that speak life into each other. Second part of edifying is an inner strengthening. Romans 15.2 says, Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. To build them up. The, for inner strengthening, the more strengthening and girding that you can do of your spouse, the more, honestly, the strengthening that you're doing of yourself. The stronger your spouse is, the stronger you will be. Because we all are going to go through storms. But if you paid that toll, if you put money in that bank of entering... of helping the strengthening of your spouse over and over and over again. When the storms come and that foundation will be strong, maybe you're the weak one, but you know what? You've kept on building up. You've kept on building up and you've kept on strengthening that. You have a rock in which to hold on to. The third thing about edifying is establishing peace. Romans 14, 19. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. This increasing your spouse's self-worth, it establishes peace. And maybe that's what you're craving in your heart, is I want peace in my home. I want it to stop whatever this war is going on here. I want peace in my home. I was thinking about this. If we change the wars in our house instead of fighting each other to let's shift that to how we can win the war together, what does that do for our mindsets? And as I thought about that, that um, perked up, honestly, how I deal with when I'm frustrated with Kelly. So I'll take you through my thought process of when I'm frustrated with Kelly, those few and far between times. It's happened twice. <laughs> Um, but but what that what that looks like, and maybe if you're if that take it or leave it, I'm just want to expose you my heart. There's not a special like asterisk next to this in heaven where this is the golden rule of how to have a healthy marriage. But this is how I deal and how I keep myself from sleeping on the couch sometimes. Okay, so that's helpful. Um, this is this is what I do because I know myself and I know my tongue and I know how I can go there because and I know my wife. And those two things, my attributes and her attributes, do not go well with if we've both exposed them to the highest level. She's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I'm loudmouthed. She's contemplative. So if I shoot my mouth off and I start cutting the way I can, what does that do to the introvert contemplative? She shuts down. Go in the room, shut the door, lock it. It's only happened once. 
Not good moment for either one of us. The door jam stayed in place, I just want to say. But, <laughs> but that wasn't a good moment. But that, this idea is because I know myself. I know in that moment when I get mad, I want to win this argument. I want to win this fight. I am extremely competitive. She's extremely competitive. But when we hit like that, what is going to happen? Is the goal for me to win or for her to win or for us to win? And it's got to be for us to win. Now, in the moment of that fight, in the moment of the issue, that's a hard place to get to. So my number one thing on how to stop sleeping on the couch is keep my mouth shut. I'm really surprised I didn't get an amen on that one, but that's okay. (laughs) My my dad's got blood coming out of his mouth because I think he's biting his tongue, but that's okay. Keep your mouth shut. Number two, identify what you're really mad at. It's kind of like the whole kicking your dog thing. The dog did not do it. Right? And your your wife kind of get that gets the, the end result of maybe a bad day at work or a, the tensions that you have and all kinds of things and all this stuff weighing on your shoulders. What are you really mad at? Is it your boss? Is it issues? Is it that you lost your job? Is it global warming? I don't know. But what are you really mad at? Because is it just the dishes weren't done? Is that really what you're mad at? If so, we need to go some classes. Marriage is going to be really tough. Um, What are you really mad at? Identify that. What is that irritant? What's causing that irritant? So thirdly, that leads to how do I help my wife or my husband? I just how do I help Kelly win in this situation? How do I help her win in the situation that's irritating the baloney out of me? Because if X hasn't been done, if Y hasn't been done, if this hasn't been going on, what is causing? I know she wants to do her best. I'm, I'm going to believe that. So what's causing that not to happen? Does that make sense? What is what is her root? issue because my brain can think if it, you're like me you got you have the argument you have the whole argument played out in your head before she's gonna say this and i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna say this and, this, and then the death blow boom and i win what if you play that game differently how do i okay okay if that's the problem then we can win this way and if i can do this then we can win this way and then she can win this way and then we can take care of this this way See, it's the same if you like that mind game. If you like doing that like I do, it's kind of like a chess match going on in your head. Play to win with each other instead of playing to win over her or him. I can win an argument, and I will totally lose a war. Today I want to close with something I've never done before, but I want to illustrate submission uh, to you. Um, I've never done this. We did a foot washing service uh, a few weeks back in the Easter series. And actually, this idea came from Jimmy. He said, you know what? When you're doing that marriage series, you need to wash Kelly's feet. And I said, what? He said, you need to do it. I was like, you need to do it. Uh, <laughs> I thought, and as I thought about it, and he kept on hounding me, you need to do that. You need to do that. You need to, I don't want to do it. Started thinking about Love and marriage and what a beautiful symbol washing each other's feet is. Because what did Ephesians 5 say? Wash, the husbands, wash your wife 
with the word that should be holy, cleansing, and beautiful, and blameless. And as Jesus in John 13 talks about foot washing, he said, this is the act of submission. This is what I want you to do for each other. And so husbands and wives, I'm going to wash Kelly's feet as she comes forward here and actually brings the stuff for me, which is really funny that she's serving me in the act of service that I'm going to serve for her. (laughs) But we're going to serve it. Um, So (laughs) I want to do this because I want to show, I, I think this week, Maybe you've been going through something in your marriage. Maybe your marriage has been amazing. But I want to encourage you in some way. Maybe this is, I want to encourage you if you're here today and you know your husband or wife is not going to like kick you if you, you try to wash her feet. She might if I tickle her. Uh, but if you do that, I, I want you to do, take this step. It'd take five minutes out of your day and it could totally change your marriage. It's to wash your wife's feet. Maybe your wife to wash your husband's feet. Women are like, well, I get to go get a pedicure this week. I'm serious with this. And maybe if your marriage isn't in that kind of place, how do you, how do you wash your spouse's feet in another way? Maybe it's something they've been wanting you to do for a long, 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 long time. It's like, okay, I can do this. I want them to win. And that's what foot washing is. And that's what submission is, is wanting your spouse to win. Kelly has gone through a lot this year. Um, she is an amazing woman. We've been married for 11 years. I'm not doing this. I did not plan this for my anniversary. Guys are like, Jared cheats. <laughs> I did not, I didn't, 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 really did not plan it for that. Um, like I said, it was Jimmy's idea. He made me do it. Um, but Kelly's been, we've been here a year now. We, we, uh, Almost a year. It's been an incredibly exciting time. But I think for Kel, it's been, uh, for me, I got to remodel a basement and a children's wing and um, do all kinds of new things and meet new people. And for the extrovert in me, that's an exciting thing. For the introvert in her, that's like, oh, great. So you're going to go to a place I don't know, and then you're going to spend all your time at church? This sounds fabulous. And um, she never complained through this whole year, never fought me on that, never, uh, I could tell she got frustrated a few times, but uh, never, never, that never became an issue for us. And we left a home that she brought her babies home to. And as a mama, that's important. Kelly grew up living in one home her whole entire life, um, never moving. And since she's been married to me, we've moved 13 times, I think. Maybe yesterday was 14. And um, and that's a lot of adjustment for her. And that's a lot of me throwing away, we've joked about it, her pencil collections and things like that. But moving here was a huge sacrifice and a huge submission move because she had to trust me. We had friends. We had amazing friends. We had amazing family. We had uh, everything we really could hope for in a place in Georgia. And when I said, babe, I think it's time to go, she didn't hesitate. And I wouldn't have come here if she didn't say, go ahead and do it. I would have stayed. I would have done my thing. But she knew this was my dream. And she knew that God was calling us here. And so she was willing to submit to that. And Kelly, I just want to tell you that I am so thankful for you. 
And I'm thankful for these 11 years, and I'm thankful for who you are and how you raise our kids and how you love them and how you love others and how you love me. And um, I just I want you to know that I appreciate you sacrificed a business in Georgia, something that you spent countless hours building to come here. You sacrificed being with your sister and watching your nephew grow up. Um, and that means a whole lot. And I thank you. And I love you. <laughs> Got her to cry. <laughs> so I just wanted to wash your feet today to be a symbol of that. I recognize all that you're doing and all that you will do and um, all that you have done. I just want to say thank you. And I love you. I want you to win just as bad as you want me to win. Now, that took four minutes. This is an incredibly intimate moment we just had that you all got to watch. It's a little awkward right now, but that's okay. Uh, it's just a beautiful, intimate moment here. But gang, was that hard? Was that difficult? It took a little water in that and just a little exposure of self to say thank you. And guys, I, I, really, I really, I know it's a weird thing to ask, but I think your living room can be just as cool as this sanctuary, and you don't have to have 100 people watching. I want the best for your marriages. More importantly, God wants the best for your marriages. Today, as we go out and we leave this church, as we do life, let's think long and hard on how do we help our spouses win? How do we help them win today? Whether that's together or by yourself, how do we help them win today, tomorrow, in the future? So when that happens, your needs are met, your wants are realized, and your dreams come to fruition. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for a wonderful wonderful marriage that I have. And Lord, I pray for everyone in this room, whether they're married or not, that they would experience the joy that you have in marriage. That it's not easy, it's hard, but it's beautiful. It's not given to us lightly. It is fought for every step of the way. And God, we ask you to bless our marriages. God, I ask you that you would enter these conversations, that you would enter these moments, that you would enter the heartaches that we have in this room right now, that you would intercede, that you would soften the hearts of our spouses, that you would soften maybe our own hearts if we're the problem. God, that you would show us how we need to change, that you would show us how we need to let ourselves go, that how we can lift up our spouses, how we can say, I want you to win I don't care about winning. I don't care about landing the death blow, the knockout punch. I want us to win, not me to win. God, how do we do that? Can you, can you guide my tongue? God, can you tell me to shut up? 
God, can you, t- can you wipe the look from my face? Can you anoint my tongue? God, I don't want it to be an instrument for evil. I don't want it to be an instrument for tearing apart. I don't want it to be a, a fire that, that burns our relationship down. I want it to be a fire that lights a passionate love affair with each other. God, the only way that can happen is by your supernatural touch. So God, I ask you to work in all of our hearts right now, in all of our minds right now. Maybe the the damage and the hurt is so deep, God. Would you just put your loving salve on our hearts? Because I know there's people in this room right now saying, well, Jared, you don't know. I know it hurts. God, would you help us win this week with each other? God, right now, I ask for protection on all of our marriages, on all the, the hearts and the minds in this room. That as they go home and, 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 and the same fights and the same issues happen, as soon as they walk in the doors, those, those same irritants happen, that you would just, you would guide them and you would, you would put blinders on them that they don't even see those issues right now. God, I, I pray for the people who have been taking out all their issues on their spouses, that they'd realize what they're doing and they'd stop it. That our spouses aren't our whipping children. They aren't the whipping post. They're not a, a target. They are, they are our helpmate. God, that, that this week will be a pivotal, life-changing moment where our marriages become desperately important to us. That their joy becomes what consumes us. God, we know you love marriages. We know you designed it. And God, we ask for your blessing on our marriages. We ask for your wisdom in our marriages. Well, we ask you for, our, for your protection over our marriages. God, I pray that today would be the start of something different in, in the marriages in this church. That you prayed in John that they would know us by our love that our kids would know us by our love for each other, that we would snap generational stuff where we saw abuse, we saw dysfunction, but not in this house, not today, not anymore. God, we love you. We praise your name. Amen.